and gentlemen and welcome back to Football a la Turca. I am joined once again by Stavros Markoulakis because we have to talk about some more uh, Greek opposition for our Turkish teams or rather Trabzonspor who are the only club uh, that made it through the qualifiers. Unfortunately, Yeni Malatyaspor could not overcome the 3-1 deficit from the away match against Partizan Belgrade. They did beat the Serbians 1-0 in Malatya but they couldn't find that all-important second goal. Trabzonspor on the other hand, they won 2-1 against Sparta Prague after already having drawn 2-2 in Prague so obviously they are going through and they will be playing AEK Athens Stavros that is I believe your favorite club in Greece is it not? Uh, yes it is Can uh, I'm very happy to speak with you once again it's a very interesting uh, matchup we saw a very good matchup between uh, Olympiakos Olympia and the Basaksa here last week the, the last couple of weeks and I think that uh, this matchup will be equally interesting. So, you just alluded to the Bashakshir match. Were you a little bit underwhelmed with the quality that uh, Bashakshir sh showed in those two games? Did you expect more from them? Uh, because Olympiakos all in all had a relatively easy <laughs> qualification after the 1-0 win in Istanbul. The Bashakshir missed a lot of chances in Greece, but the quality ultimately wasn't there up front. I think that they were very too much cautious in the first game. I think uh, maybe that was the inexperience of uh, the club. Uh, I expected Basaksa here to be much more attacking in the match in Istanbul. And uh, yes, uh, I think it is uh, the match in Istanbul, in Istanbul that uh, made the difference overall. It was a very important away victory for Olympiakos. In uh, Piraeus, Olbasaksi uh, here played uh, much better, especially in the first half. They, they had to face a great performance by Olympiakos goalkeeper uh, Sa. And uh, I think that uh, it was a bit. I think it was a mistake of the coach in the second half when he substituted Robinho. I think he was the best player of uh, Basaksa here, and uh, uh, and putting him on the bench uh, made the things a lot easier for uh, the team of Pedro Martins. And that, of course, means that Basaksa here are now in the Europa League group stages. I was a little bit puzzled by that. I was under the impression that uh, they still had to play a qualifier, but no, Basaksa here are straight into the group stages. But Trabzonspor aren't. They still have to play Aika Athens this week on Thursday. They will travel to Athens for the first leg against Aika. Stavros, can you tell us a little bit more about how Aika Athens qualified for Europe? in the Greek league last season and then how they did getting past Universita Craiova of Romania. Of course. I had a bad season uh, last year after winning the Greek championship in, uh, in 2018. Uh, last year uh, they had a bad season where they finished in the third place. Uh, 23 points behind Pauk and 18 uh, behind Olympiakos. Uh, they had uh, also they returned to Champions League after uh, 12 years. They also didn't have a good performance in uh, the group stage where they finished with no points. And so they are uh, qualifying uh, round of uh, Europa League right now. 
they had they faced the Craiova, which was a team for Romania, a very low quality team. Uh, I had uh, two problematic performances uh, against uh, the, Roma the Romanian side. They won uh, two 0 in the away game, but uh, they didn't uh, really play well. It was uh, we could say a solo performance by the star of the team, Marco Livaglia. And the second team, they really had a horrible game. I think uh, that uh, had they played with a stronger side, they could have faced elimination. Uh, the game uh, finished uh, in a, with a draw, 1-1. But uh, it was a really bad, poor performance. Uh, there is a lot of uh, criticism. I right now it's a very new side because they made the, they had a bad season the previous year. Now they have made drastic changes with uh, a new coach who has uh, a very different uh, style of uh, football. He wants to imply a very different style of football. And uh, this uh, seems to be taking a lot of time for, uh, the, for the players to adapt to. So right now Ike uh, doesn't seem to be in a good uh, condition. Maybe we could say that uh, there is a bit of a crisis because uh, already the, the performances against uh, the, the team from Romania were so bad that uh, there is already some pressure on the coach. And uh, there is another issue that uh, maybe he, has, he, he doesn't have the best of relationship with uh, Marco Livaglia, the star player of the team. He didn't start him uh, in the first game and as I told you, uh, he, it was like he won the game by himself. He, he got in as a substitute and uh, he put uh, he scored a goal and uh, gave an assist. And right now, and in the second game, uh, he, uh, he started Rivaglia, but uh, he changed him in uh, the second half. Uh, while, and while there were uh, other players who played uh, not as good as Rivaglia, he changed, uh, he substituted Rivaglia and uh, he, he seemed to be very angry about it. So there is a lot of pressure for the coach uh, because of the performances in uh, the matches against Krajov and because uh, he doesn't seem to be in good terms with the star player. Let's pick up with uh, Marco Livaya first, as you pointed out several times, a star player. Uh, what type of a player is he? What, what style, what position does he play and uh, what makes him so special? He's a second uh, striker. He's a player uh, with uh, prolific technique. Uh, he, he's a great dribbler and uh, he's also very strong, uh, has a good vision with a very good pass. He really is a gifted uh, footballer. Uh, he even uh, made four appearances with uh, the Croatia national team after the 2018 uh, World Cup. But as I said, but as uh, but it appears that he is a player who can't really control his emotions very well, and that's maybe why he hasn't made uh, a big step forward in his career. In a young age, he was a player of uh, Inter Milan, but uh, he he never really played for them. Uh, he has changed many teams. So this is. Uh, 
his third year in uh, Ajax. And, um, <clears throat> and uh, I think that uh, maybe it is his uh, character that has uh, held him back. He's a very important player. When they won uh, the championship, he was uh, one of the most important players uh, for Ajax. But uh, he should control more his emotions. For example, uh, last season, he missed uh, the, four, the first four games of uh, Ike in uh, the Champions League group stage because in uh, the playoffs against uh, Vidi, he, after uh, the last game, he kicked an opponent of his and uh, he was um, sanctioned for the first uh, four matches. And after that, in the only game he played in the Champions League against Ajax, he received another red card. So he's an extremely talented player, but uh, he should uh, be more uh, focused. He shouldn't lose. He shouldn't lose uh, his, uh, his calmness uh, so easy, so easily. A very combustible player, it seems like. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else that you think is worth pointing out, maybe in midfield and the defense? And, and what's Ajax's uh, goalkeeper like? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think the key player in uh, defense is another player who is um, who has a, a character uh, even more. Uh, 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 how we say? Who gets uh, angry even more easily? Who has a more eccentric uh, behavior? Uh, I'm talking about Ognjen Vranjes. Uh, since you live in Belgium, I think you should know him uh, from uh, from Anderlecht, right? Uh, Anderlecht, yeah. And uh, he also played in Turkey for Gaziantepspor, I think. And uh, I be- and I believe he had a sort of a stalker relationship with uh, Dos- yeah, Dosic's yeah. wife. So yes, I'm familiar with Vranjes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he, but we're talking about a player where. Who, when he's focused on the game, he really is a great defender. He's uh, very fast, he plays with great intensity. Uh, and uh, I think uh, in Ike, he had uh, the best seasons of his uh, career. And uh, he is really connected with the club and the ultras. Uh, and the ultras. And that's the reason he really wanted to get back after things didn't go well for him in Anderlecht. He really is a defender uh, that uh, uh, Ike missed the last year. He was uh, a a very important part uh, for the team that uh, conquered the championship. Uh, as, for, as for the goalkeeper, Vasilis Barkas is one of uh, Greece's uh, national team's uh, goalkeepers. He's a, he's a goalkeeper with great potential. In uh, Ike, they think that uh, in the in the not distant, not very distant future, he will be sold to a, a club of one of the top European leagues. Uh, he he really he, he's uh, tall. He he, ha- he has the he's agile. He has the whole package for uh, a good and up and coming uh, goalkeeper. And uh, in um, and uh, finally, a player who is very important, of course, is the captain of the team, uh, Petros Mandalos. Uh, he mainly plays uh, in the left. Uh, he as a left winger. 
but uh, his natural position is that of the attacking midfielder. Um, she is a player of uh, high quality, but um, his career uh, had some step backs because uh, he has uh, faced two very serious uh, knee injuries in the past. So for, for the players that will play Basaksi, ah, and uh, of course I shouldn't forget uh, from uh, the Nelson Oliveira from uh, the for, from the new transfers. Uh, the he's a Portuguese center forward uh, that uh, became the highest paid uh, player in I. He, his salary is about 1 million euros per year and uh, we he, he has started uh, in the starting lineup in just in the last game against Craiova so there are high expectations uh, from him but uh, you know we haven't uh, seen him uh, seen how well he can perform uh, for I Mm -hmm. That's about the players that will play and uh, I'd also like to point out a player who will not play in the first match at least uh, but, uh, and his absence uh, I think is very crucial. I'm talking about uh, Dmitry Tsigrinsky, the Ukrainian defender, uh, defender uh, is uh, crucial to the style that Miguel Calderodoso wants to play because he's a defender who is very capable with the ball at his feet. I'd say he's the, in that aspect of the game, he's the best defender in the Greek League. He's the most experienced player of the team and he's a great personality player who has played for Barcelona in the past. He and along with Ranius where they were the defensive duo that led to the team to champions to glory two years ago. And what about the coach, uh, Miguel Cardoso? How long has he been at the club now? Is this his first season or...? This is uh, his uh, first season. I had a bad season and they wanted to make some drastic changes, so they went for a new coach with a very different uh, style of football in mind. Ike was a team that uh, uh, was recognized as a die-hard team. Now, here they... Uh, they won the championship, they were a team that uh, refused to lose in every way, a strong defensive team that played with uh, much passion. Uh, now the new coach um, has a philosophy of a team that, uh, w that wants to uh, keep the possession of the ball at all times, uh, to build uh, its attacks with many short passes and have a defensive line uh, that is uh, very high in the pitch. Um, right now there is some uh, some sort of crisis because uh, this type of football, this uh, tiki-taka-like football, is uh, very difficult for a team to learn. And uh, Ike uh, was playing a very some uh, kind of football that is very different. And uh, I don't. Uh, I think uh, there needs to be patience, but um, he needs to be helped by the results to be given this time. Right now, I think he's in a, even though it is very early, he is already in a, in a difficult position. In his career, he had he he has coached three teams. 
a small team in Portugal in, and two teams in France and uh, in uh, Spain. The last one was uh, Celta. Uh, he had made uh, he had a good um, career in Portugal, but uh, in his in his last two runs in France and uh, Spain weren't that good. And what would you say are, are the major weaknesses and strengths of the team? Is there something where, for example, um, they're still missing a key player on a certain position or do they just have a weaker link in a certain position? And what would you say is, is their major strength, which might be difficult given the fact that they just appointed a new coach and have only played two official games? Right now, uh, I think maybe the quality of uh, the players uh, in front, like uh, Livalia and Mandalus, is uh, the advantage, the strength of the team. In the matches of against uh, Krajowa, it was these uh, two players that really made uh, the difference, along with uh, Branis, who was really was had a really solid had a really had a really two solid performances. As for uh, the weaknesses of the team, I think that uh, right now in the in the center back duo uh, in the games against Krajowa, uh, uh, along with Ranes played Zvarnas, um, uh, a very inexperienced uh, player. Maybe uh, he won't play against some positions, or maybe Economo will play his position, but uh, a, a better play, a, a more experienced player, but uh, he comes off from an injury. So, uh, and they had, and they had issues in the defense in the second game against Krajowa, the center of defense. In the, in the center of defense, they were Krajowa uh, was given many chances. Um, and I can also point out the defensive midfield duo. Uh, in the second match against Krajowa, Nedel Kristicic and uh, Andres Moïs had a horrible game, too many mistakes. Probably Kristicic won't play in the first game against um, uh, Trabzonspor. I think that uh, it will be Simao who will play next to Simoes. But uh, they really seem to have a problem in uh, the defensive midfield duo. I think that Ike uh, doesn't respond uh, well to when the, the opposition offense uh, presses uh, its defense. Maybe it's because uh, it's, it's, it's because uh, Tigrinsky is missing and he really is a player who can begin the attacks very well. And right now that um, Ike wants to play with uh, too many short passes, it is uh, difficult for them when the opposition presses high. Okay, that's a, an interesting uh, analysis of Aika's uh, current uh, situation. What is the reaction like in, in, the, in the media in Greece? What do they expect from this tie? How are they looking towards Trabzonspor? And uh, how do they see Ajax's chances to uh, advance to the group stages? Well, I, we um, we don't really know well uh, Trabzonspor, but uh, the performance of Ajax in the last two European games uh, has made people uh, not uh, not, uh, not looking forward uh, with much optimism. 
uh, I think that uh, the general uh, concept in the mind of uh, most me uh, of most journalists and fans is that uh, they should improve. They should improve a lot if. Uh, they want to pass the from to if they want to eliminate Trabzon score. and um, I think we expect uh, to really tie tie the match. And we, we expect to to derbies probably, uh, but uh, I really we really we don't uh, really have uh, we, I don't. Know. Me personally haven't seen uh, Trabzon score. Um, I think uh, that uh, they should be uh, strong enough side, certainly stronger than the, the team from Romania. And uh, if I, uh, did they uh, did uh, did they transfer Staric, the English? Uh, uh, yes. No, not officially yet. No. Okay. okay. Yeah, and I think Trabzon Sport doesn't have uh, many well-known players, so it's a bit of a riddle for us. But we know that uh, the Turkish league is uh, strong, so we expect a big fight. Okay, and uh, your personal predictions? What do you think uh, for the first leg this 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 Thursday? What uh, is your what are your expectations? Yeah. Uh, oh, I should inform you that, uh, of course, uh, you shouldn't expect an atmosphere like uh, there was uh, in Karaiskaki from the fans of Olympiakos because uh, I will play with no fans. They are sanctioned because uh, 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 because a hooligan threw a Molotov bomb uh, against the ultras of Ajax in the Champions League match. So. They will play with uh, no fans, and uh, that is a very big disadvantage because uh, I has uh, passionate uh, fans. Um, I, I really, it is difficult for me to make a prediction. Uh, I think it will be very close. And that's uh, quite a. Uh... Well, interesting to say at least. Uh, Sparta Prague also had a ban and did played without fans uh, against Trabzonspor. And uh, another uh, lucky break, I'd say, for Trabzonspor now, especially against such a big Greek opponent. And uh, they are, of course, known for having uh, great atmospheres. So uh, that's uh, definitely an advantage for Trabzonspor, I'd say. Uh, well, Stavros, thank you very much for joining us once again. You're very welcome. And giving your expertise on Ike. All the best to Ike on Thursday and the week after, of course. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Rockaholics. And uh, see you later this week with the first episode on the new season. Of course, reviewing match day one. And there's plenty of shockers to talk about. So stay tuned for that. And uh, of course, hopefully some good European games upcoming as well. We will be doing uh, European group stage previews as soon as the qualifiers are over and the draws have happened. Thank you for listening now. See you all later this week.